1: give me therefore an understanding mind in governing your people that i may discern between good and evil for who is able to govern this multitude of people of yours 1 kings chapter 3 verse 9 looking at your children do you ever ask god the same question who is able to govern this people of yours First off, as a parent, I was given some good advice not to let my small baby do anything I wouldn't want my toddler or older child doing. My mother used to say, start the way you mean to go on. These are good for those early years when you're training them how to physically behave. But what about moral behavior? How do we discern between good and evil? How do we have a discerning mind or A hearing heart, as it's called, too. The word hearing smacks of of obedience when we say, I hear you, it means, okay, I'll do it. Solomon wanted to be able to hear God, and he understood that that to mean relying on his own faithfulness to keep God's commandments. His father our fathers and our parents, we have taught or are teaching our children to obey God's commands, his rules, his regulations. How much sweeter is your home when everyone comes under the authority of the rules, both yours and God's? When we obey and follow God, he promises us that we will succeed in all we do and seek to accomplish. That's from 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 3. There's loads of those kinds of promises in there. What could top that one? God was pleased with Solomon. God was pleased that Solomon hadn't asked for riches. So he gave him a wise and discerning mind that would exceed that of anyone, past or present. In addition, he bestowed upon him great wealth and a long life. If we want to enjoy God's fullest blessings, then we must walk in accordance to his will. Then we'll be able to discern evil from good and govern this multitude of people, our family, kindly and fairly. Read the Bible together, pray together, stay alert. Hello. Welcome to The Sociable Homeschooler. My name is Vivian McNinney, and I'm here to dispel any preconceived ideas you may have about what educating your children at home looks like. It can be straightforward school or no school at all. It can involve world travel or a comfy seat on the couch. It can be in pursuit of passions or simply hanging out in a tree. Homeschooling can be embarked upon for a number of reasons, too maybe a physically challenged child or parent, the threat of bullies and overwhelming peer pressure at school, a particularly brilliant child who is bored in kindergarten, There may be a conflict in religious teachings, a desire for the family closeness missing in your upbringing, any number of reasons. For me, it's a lifestyle that suits the maverick lurking within. I wanted to be the one who saw the light bulbs go on. I wanted to be there at turning points in my children's lives. I didn't want to hand them over to folk who weren't their mother. And I wanted to make my own decisions about how to raise my children. On this show, I've spoken to a wide range of homeschooling mothers, fathers, and graduates who find educational opportunities everywhere, and they thrive. I've moved in and out of my comfort zones. God and children will do that. I've gained insights and delights that I'm happy to share with you. With or without my children underfoot, my life is often ordinary, always busy, and sometimes a roller coaster, but for me, it starts and ends with God. The beauty of walking through pasture lands in the morning the mockingbirds singing, rain falling softly, the glide of an alligator in the canal, the smell of freshly mown grass, a serious hug or lightning off in the distance. If you pop by I'll offer you sparkling water and an apple. Granny Smiths are delicious at the moment. I'm broadcasting live from Turkey Creek in Florida. And after the first break, I'll be talking to veteran homeschooler, Lori Lane, who found a visual and performing arts academy as an advanced level arts program for high school children. Lori and her family sound as creative and talented as ours. I can't wait to talk to her. So stay tuned and catch her after the break. I'm all set. So grab whatever it is you're drinking. And let me engage you with the latest and greatest from the household of the McNinnies, where I'm taking a look at college-bound children recovering from a birthday blowout and dealing with a car story. Are you ready? We did something completely different this week and took a whole day off to go into Fort Myers and spend the day at the beach. It was my blue Eye cowboy's birthday, and we ignored the numbers and just went for the fun. I was on top of my game, and had made a cake the day before, chocolate with Snickers inserted inside for extra yumminess. Then I used my borrowed KitchenAid and made icing. That is the easiest machine to use. It makes kneading bread or beating a cake batter and whisking eggs a breeze. Mother used hers all the time, but I discovered a handheld mixer that I could use directly in the saucepan for mashing my potatoes and for some reason found that more convenient. I made all my cakes and cookies and sauces. I beat cream all with that handheld whisk. This week, making the birthday cake, I was walking around the kitchen hands-free while my mixer did all the hard work for me. Simple and convenient. I made icing from scratch and the following morning, after trotting out with the doggies, we had chocolate cake and coffee for breakfast before doing our Bible study and devotions. Mom is great. She gives us chocolate cake. Well, that should be wife is great. Gives me chocolate cake. Happy birthday all week, darling. My Texan then opened cards and his prezzies and we got showered and dressed and we left the dogs home alone for several hours and went and had fun. It wasn't quite the day I anticipated, but it was a change. At least I wasn't sitting at a computer, but I did sit in the car. We found a beach with some little restaurants, paddled in the sea, which was warm. We had lunch overlooking the water. We split a mahi-mahi sandwich. I love splitting my meals. We get the fun of eating out without it costing a fortune. And that was a trick we had to learn as homeschoolers. Otherwise, we would indeed be chained to our kitchen table all the time. The colour of the water was a disappointment, though it was grey, similar to Galveston, not turquoise, as we expected. For some reason, we thought it would be beautiful, like the sea in Destin. But the beach was sugar white, so that was nice. There were lots of activities going on where we were. There was jet skiing, paragliding, surfers, windsurfers, and out among all of it, there were dolphins. After lunch, we went to the Apple Store and bought a MacBook Pro for someone's birthday. My cowboys finally decided to cave in and join the rest of us. I have to say the process took a long time. All the paperwork was setting up, the setting up of the transfer from the PC to the Mac, and I said to my gentleman... It certainly didn't take us less than a minute to spend all that money. You know how sometimes you pop into a storm within moments you've parted with a whole month's salary? This transaction took at least an hour. The staff were really concerned with making sure we got exactly what we needed, including all the little extras. And with an old pro here, me, I knew what we were after. We had to have one-to-one tutorials, extended warranties, a payment plan, and we got the whole package. And 24 hours later, it's sitting on his desk looking very trendy and compact, just waiting to be loved and enjoyed. I told him it'll take a few months to get absolutely comfortable with the operating system but it is worth it the dogs were joyous when we arrived home not because of the computer but because we were back you know animals just welcome you and they make you feel so great and we opened a bottle of champagne not for the dogs but for the birthday and we ate more cake after a delicious meal that i had made chicken fried rice it was a request It was a request and it was delicious and all the children were good. They called and they remembered where we were three years ago on this day. That was my Daughts, actually. She was with us. We were in London at a David Bowie impersonator concert in Bromley at their outdoor amphitheater. Unexpectedly fabulous time was had by all. It was a surprise for the birthday boy. There were people dancing and everyone singing along. And Dorts had a great time listening to classic rock and people watching. And two years ago, we went to On the Border. Mmm, I could do with some good Mexican food uh, with family. And I had deep fried avocado. Have you ever had that? Ugh, oh, It is so good. Last year, we went to our favorite Italian on the high street in London. We were in London again after mass. And then Malia left the next day to go on her cruise ship. Can you believe it's already been a year since she did that? And talking of darts, she had an incident in a grocery store parking lot this week. Don't you just hate those? Someone pulled out of their parking space right into the side of her car. Clever girl took all of his information and even got a witness. And that's where everything started to go wrong. She called our insurance company and they asked her, do you want to file with us or with his insurance? Well, she didn't have an answer to that, but other people did. File with your own insurance, they said. It's quicker and easier. Well, at first, I think she had these dollar signs going on in her head because she said, I don't really need to get it repaired. I can live with it. I can drive around with a great big ding in the side of my car. I'll just take the money. Ha ha. She was fine with it getting repaired after we talked to her about that. Next step was to call his insurance. And that's where the problems arose. Her statement conflicted with his and the adjuster asked dorts couldn't you have sped up to avoid him backing into your car speed up in a parking lot Whew, that's a sensible move isn't it can you believe his insurance company are raising the question as to whether they need to take full responsibility here that it was probably her fault hang on a moment he backed into her where's the contest And the other people are still saying more loudly now, use your own insurance. Well, I'm not going to let insurance companies get away with not paying up. We called our company and they were amazed and said, well, before we officially file a claim, they'll call the other company because if their adjuster is saying my customer isn't in the wrong, then a higher level adjuster needs to be brought in. No one's been to see the car yet, by the way, and when someone does, it'll be obvious that Doors was reversed into. Hopefully our insurance will scare his insurance and they'll back down. And still the people are saying, just use your own insurance. Why exchange insurance information if the other insurance is isn't going to play fair. I hate that. Dots is learning so much from this, including how much time is spent dealing with little mishaps like this in a grocery store parking lot. No one was hurt. Praise the Lord. If only they could get in touch with the willing witness. Oh, there's so, so much to growing up and becoming an adult. And there's so, so much to being a parent. Well, time for me to go on a break, and um, my guest is with us after the break, Lori Lane, and you'll want to hear everything that she has to say. so go and replenish your drink, and I'll be back in just a sweet moment)
0: Handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling. That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNitty, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these.
2: Welcome to the Quip with Miriam Nicole Huffman, a modern woman's guide to styling her faith, family, and finances. The online radio show dedicated to today's positive, purpose-driven woman who's ready to heal her heart, her head, and her household by realigning with what she values most. If your highest values are faith, family, finances, and freedom, you're in the right place. Host Miriam Nicole Huffman is a woman on a mission. Her mess to success journey has taken her from. From life as an upper-middle-class stay-at-home mom to a broke single mom to living a life of joy and wholeness as she builds a thriving business while raising her healthy, happy family. Every week on The Quip, Miriam Nicole shares her love, life, legal, and lifestyle success secrets. Whether it's wisdom you're seeking, inspiration and motivation from someone who's hit rock bottom and risen to success, or you want to know how to fully align your faith, family, and finances to create more freedom for yourself, you're an excellent Hands with Miriam Nicole. Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player to the right or check our recent guests in the blog below. Got a question for Miriam Nicole? Want to be a guest on her show? Email us at quip at Huffman.com. and join us every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time only here on the Woohoo Radio Network.
0: Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNenny.
1: I'm delighted to be welcoming my guest this week, Laurie Lane, a homeschool veteran of 20 years and a mom after my own heart. Laurie and her husband, John, have four sons ranging in age from 16 to 29. Their three oldest sons, John Michael, Jeremy and Jordan, are all homeschool graduates. Laurie has a degree in piano performance and much experience in piano pedagogy. She has won competitions, spoken at conventions, served on panels, directed and produced many Children's choirs and stage productions, both in schools and community theaters. In the fall of 2000, Laurie began the Arteos Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts as an advanced level arts program for high school students. That program has now grown to include Arteos Academy of Arts and History, Arteos Preparatory, and Arteos Conservatory. She now serves as their executive director, overseeing and consulting with Arteos Academy locations around the country. Laurie resides in Colorado with her husband and youngest son, where she enjoys horseback riding, hiking, and skiing. Welcome to my show this afternoon, Laurie.
3: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well,
1: good. Well, Laurie, to start with, you are very, very busy. So <laughs> tell, us, tell us a little bit about um, some of the things you've done in um, your career. And they look as though they've, they're completely connected. So your common denominator is what?
3: Well, I think my common denominator are two things probably a, a love for um teaching mm-hmm. and then a love for the arts mm-hmm. and those two connected have kind of uh, I believe have been kind of god-given passions that have um he's used to weave together a tapestry that I look back on now and think wow everything that he, everything that's happened has been for a purpose so mm-hmm.
1: It's wonderful when you can do that, <laughs> yes, for sure, and what about living it? i mean do you do you remember while you're living it that, oh, when I look back, I'll see what the purpose is
3: well, I don't you know i there are things I look back now, um, but while living it, no, I don't think you do I mean at least I didn't. I think you get so caught up in in what's going on at the moment that sometimes you don't you don't stop to see the tapestry, but it's yeah. been exciting to watch um you know to to see I think as you get older you you just get a little bit more reflective and I mm-hmm. maybe that's mm-hmm. my midlife crisis is being a
1: little more reflective mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and you've got four
1: you, you've got four children and you can see I think once our children start to grow up you begin to see it playing out much more right. easily I mean, even
3: the yeah. um even the types of children that God gives us, He gives mm-hmm. them. Um, he chooses us to be their parents, and there are reasons for that because He's ha- He has them wired in a specific way, and mm-hmm. and He knows that we'll be the best parents for that particular child. So, and I definitely see that in um, in our in our family as far as the boys and as far as their interest in in the arts and, and their development as as individuals.
1: So, Lori. What's it like being the only woman in your family
3: <laughs> <laughs> well uh it said you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way um because uh I've always joked that it made it I was queen by default because I mm-hmm. had no competition so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but i I have enjoyed it, um but I do think there's some challenges as well now that I'm getting granddaughter uh, I have three granddaughters and oh. two. Uh, daughter in loves and so uh, the women are gaining ground in the Lane family, and I'm loving every minute of it, so okay. I think uh, one of the challenges I had was probably just maybe losing touch a little bit with some of the more feminine sides of, of mm-hmm. life, And, mm-hmm. um, uh, but then one of the blessings was there's not a lot of drama in a house full of boys, so that's, you no. know, it's got its it's got its blessings and its cons.
1: <laughs> it can get a little bit wild and crazy, though, with a house full of boys. I can imagine.
3: Yes, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so music was your passion. Um, performing arts. So you were a singer. Are you a, an on-stage person? Um, do you, obviously you like performing because you play piano? Um, you know, tell us a little bit about that.
3: Well, um, I did grow up in, a, in an awesome uh, private high school that really put a value on developing the whole mm-hmm. person. So mm-hmm. in growing up, I really never had to choose between um, sports or academics or the arts, but um, from a really early age was really drawn drawn to music and, um, and also to dramatic performances. And mm-hmm. so um, that school was exactly where I should have been because it really – um, it, it developed that and gave me a lot of um, of passion for that area. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I I know that I went off to college believing that I would um, end up teaching piano on a college level. Um, mm-hmm. I love playing. I love performing. But uh, the summer of my sophomore year uh, in college, I had a um, a swimming accident and. Uh, Just nothing really serious, but it did cause some problems with um, my back and my neck and my playing, and for a semester, I couldn't play, and and so I started taking some other courses to kind of fill up my schedule Mm -hmm. and started taking some pedagogy courses and began teaching, um, student teaching along those lines, and then that's when I really found my passion was seeing the lights go off in kids' eyes. And not just from an artistic standpoint, but the ability to build relationships, um, with those students and then to see how the arts really are, uh, what would you say, a, a way to reach the hearts of young people. You know, Mm they, um, you're transparent when you're creating and creating is a really important part of education and it's a part that's really, um, been declining in in the public school systems and private schools and even in homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we think we don't have enough time to let our kids explore uh, explore the arts or um, explore being creative because we've got to finish that workbook or we have to. Um, and but when we let our kids explore being creative, explore thinking outside the box, and and to uh, really consider problem-solving on their own. And when I'm talking about being creative, I'm not just talking about art, music, and theater. I'm talking about it's a way of thinking. It's a way of living. Mm-hmm. And um, when we let our kids do that, we are really able to um, to see who they are and to see what, what God has created in them and what direction He may be leading them to go in the future.
1: Well, you know, um, when people think of that word creative there there's you know this this group of people over there that might be scientists computer whizzes brilliant at at math and that and they go Oh, I have no. I don't have a creative bone in my body, <laughs> you know. And then, then, then you've got the creative people over on the other side who, who um, are just just thrive, just thrive, in, with everything that they do. And I know that my children are all creative, and two of them mm-hmm. are scientists. I mean, they're they're um, really, but they're still very artistic. So that works with that. But you've got this. You've got this public school, the world. Mm -hmm. image of creativity in the arts and performing arts and dance and they say but that's not important you know so it's pushed out pushed away so that's probably why homeschoolers who aren't openly creative outwardly you know you know overwhelmingly creative think well I really don't have time to do that because that's a little bit of a waste of time we really need to work over here for the academics it's just it's just the thought the world thought about creativity I think.
3: I agree, and I I think it's sad because, honestly, the first thing that we learn about God was that He is a creator,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and mm-hmm. Um, and if we truly believe that we were created in His image and our children were created in His image, then we have creativity, too, and I think to limit that to just the area of the arts um, uh, or to think of it as a waste of time is... is um, is neglecting an integral part of educating the whole heart of a child. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, Ruth Beechick, who's one of my favorite homeschool writers, um, said she said, "We certainly do not value creativity as a way to save the world. We value it because God put creativity into a person, and we value the person." Mm-hmm. And I think if you talk to you know, you talk to employers, you talk to um you know college admissions personnel they're looking for people who have initiative who have original ideas who who can think for themselves and for me the arts are a platform uh to be able to teach that to be able to teach independent thinking to be able to think to to um teach creative problem solving Mm -hmm. and uh you know the public schools continue to Uh, diminish the amount of money and time that they put in on the arts, and at the same time, their test scores continue to go down. Mm -hmm. And uh, so if we're homeschoolers and we think we can do it better, then we shouldn't be doing it like they think they are and declining the arts in our homeschools as well.
1: I think when you, when you start to give a child that creative license, the the freedom to explore, I think some people think, you know, you think in a public school there are a lot of children and you do lose a little bit of control because all of a sudden <laughs> you're not the one in charge. You're, you're not the one, you know, sort of lecturing to the classroom and telling them what to do. You've, you've given that to the children. And so that is frightening. Um, I think, in, in big institutions, because all of a sudden you're going to have these hundreds of children just going their own way, exploring down their own pathways. I think,
3: you know, I, that's a interesting thought. I think um, one way of, of looking at this that maybe even more people may um, relate to is I think of myself as a coach. Um, In the classroom, Mm -hmm. or when I'm directing a production, or when I'm teaching a private lesson. And I provide parameters in which that creativity will happen Mm -hmm. within that um, situation or scenario.
1: Laurie, we have to go. Laurie, I have to interrupt you. We have to go on a really short break. I've made a note. We'll pick up right where you left off there. No problem. All right. Thank you.
0: How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. This is Toginet, Cutting Edge Radio.
2: Welcome to The Quip with Miriam Nicole Huffman. A modern woman's guide to styling her faith, family, and finances. The online radio show dedicated to today's positive, purpose-driven woman who's ready to heal her heart, her head, and her household by realigning with what she values most. If your highest values are faith, family, finances, and freedom, you're in the right place. Host Miriam Nicole Huffman is a woman on a mission. Her mess-to-success journey has taken her... From life as an upper-middle-class stay-at-home mom to a broke single mom to living a life of joy and wholeness as she builds a thriving business while raising her healthy, happy family. Every week on The Quip, Miriam Nicole shares her love, life, legal, and lifestyle success secrets. Whether it's wisdom you're seeking, inspiration and motivation from someone who's hit rock bottom and risen to success, or you want to know how to fully align your faith, family, and finances to create more freedom for yourself, you're in excellent hands with miriam nicole check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player to the right or check our recent guests in the blog below got a question for miriam nicole want to be a guest on her show email us at the quip at miriam and join us every thursday at 2 p.m central standard time only here on the woohoo radio network
0: Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney. The show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginet, And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney.
1: talents by you think of yourself as a coach so you're encouraging you're drawing out of them um, their ideas so continue with what you were saying about that. Well I think
3: for me not just as a teacher you know within Ardios, but also as a parent I see it as my responsibility to provide a place for my children or my students to explore and to choose a canvas to express their creativity based on their individual spiritual gifts and talents. And that could be, you know, a research scientist, or it could be a mathematician, or mm-hmm. it could be a musician or an artist or a or an actor. And there are some specific ways that I like to use to um to to do that as a coach, um, you know, both as a parent and in the classroom. One of the most important things or steps to do that is to study the children that you have, whether that's in a classroom or whether that's at home as a homeschooler, to study them. and I, I like to study them in different scenarios, and um, you know one is when they have a problem, I try really hard not to solve all their problems for them. And I think homeschool moms um, as a rule, this is one of our weakest areas. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We run ahead of our kids, we don't you know, and we look from side to side and say, is it safe and and while that's um, appropriate in certain circumstances, there are times when kids need to learn how to solve a problem by themselves. And if we are constantly solving problems for them, they can't use that creative side of their brain to solve the problem for themselves. So I think, not solving their problems for them is one way of mm-hmm. of helping them to discover that artist within. And then watching what motivates them. You know, just watch their eyes. Sometimes we're so busy, you know, with our phone in our hand or our computer in our lap or the television on, that we don't stop to really look them in the eye and see what is it that excites them, what motivates them, what causes them to want to get up and get involved in something. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, whatever it is that's motivating them often will be an indication of where their area of creativity is. Um, Find out what their strengths are, but also study and find out what their weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. Um, Watch what they like versus what they love, because there's a big difference Mm -hmm. And watching how they react to that. Find out what discourages them. You know, what are the things that Um, happen that discourages them give them time to to dream and to Mm -hmm. uh, to be quiet Mm -hmm. I think you know that we live in an age where more is always better and the faster we run the more successful we're supposed to appear to everybody around us Mm -hmm. and a lot of times childhood is lost because we've got them running from one thing to another but if you'll just give them time to to just be and to watch what they do during that time, um, you can often find out where their creative nature is most focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think one of the other things that I would suggest to, to really look at your child to discover what artist is in there is uh, to let them experiment with different areas without criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, we're uh, a very appearance, and performance-driven society. And while that has some benefits to it, for kids, it often narrows their focus way too soon. Mm-hmm. And so letting them experiment or create without criticism um, is is uh, a great way to begin to find out where their talents are.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yes, because experimenting and finding out where their talents lie isn't always going to be successful because they may discover at the end of a, a long period that that is not <laughs> <laughs> something that they are remotely even interested in, although they may have thought they were at the beginning. So they can learn what they don't want and they can also learn what they do love uh, during this experimenting period.
3: Exactly. And I, I you know, again, and I want to reiterate, Creativity isn't just about the art. It really is a way of thinking. Mm -hmm. I always joke and you say, you know, um, if people are, if these moms that are listening are old enough to really remember that Enron scandal, that wasn't too long ago, Mm -hmm, but the Enron mm -hmm, scandal, mm -hmm. I always say that that is an example of creative accounting gone wrong. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) You know, they, they used their creativity for the wrong thing, but they were thinking outside the box. And uh, I think, I think our children learning to do that, learning to solve problems outside the box, is what creativity um, really can accomplish in them.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it can be done with with anything. Because I was going to say, you know, there are a lot of mothers think they're not in the least bit creative, and yet they're brilliant at organizing a kitchen or a household, yeah. and or they can bake just just without even measuring anything. They just instinctively know, you know, what to put together and, uh, you know, to make a cookie or a cake. I can't do that. I have a recipe, but, but I would never say see. that I'm not creative because I do understand that. But in that, um, I think in that narrow um, definition of creativity or artistry, A lot of us, especially um, with uh, me, with my parents, you know, they said, no, no, you're not at all um, creative. Because to be creative, you had to be an artist or a dancer or good at a musical instrument. And now we know it's not that's not all about creativity. You know, you say that creativity isn't limited to the arts. It's an integral part of our creative nature.
3: Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think. Like I said, for me, uh, what, what, what makes me so passionate about it is the arts are a platform for a child to be able to discover okay. what canvas it is that God has for them to use to bring him glory or to illustrate this amazing story that he's been telling and authoring since the beginning of time. And, uh, you know, to be able to find your part in that. And to be able to use the arts as a platform to find that mm-hmm. um, is such a is such an opportunity as a teacher and as a parent um, to to really get to know your child and to help them find that canvas that God has for them, whether that is science or whether that is being an actor. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a canvas that each one of us has. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, you You and I both have been in community theater and just watching some of those kids. They come, well, they did with us. They would come in the summer. We would do two musicals in the summer, big musicals. Mm -hmm. And some of them would come because they literally had nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. other than the mall or the street or just sit at home and do nothing. And so they would come and say, well, we'll do anything. We'll, we'll work tech. We'll be crew, you know, and gradually, uh, you know, you, you saw, okay, well, this guy is a whiz on the computer, but he's brilliant over here when it comes to, oh, I don't know, spiking the floor or mapping out a lighting plot or, you know, anything like that. And it was just wonderful to watch these kids that thought, I can't do theater because I can't sing and dance or act, realize that, yes, they can. There's lots of other things that they can do. Well, and you know, I mean, to me, it's a picture, that's kind of a picture of the body of Christ, too, mm-hmm, because
3: mm-hmm. you you see the body, you know, sometimes we have a tendency to value or to recognize those people that are up front uh, mm-hmm, and center mm-hmm. more. And I like when we're working with kids in theater for them to have to rotate through some of those jobs to realize that, hey, all of work, you know, it's not all happening up front. There's a lot of work going on behind the scenes and that is just as valuable, if not more valuable than what's going on on the, on stage, the stage itself. So.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. And I, I love all of that. Let's talk about the Academy, the Arceus okay. Academy and how you developed that and and why and, and and what what the program is
3: well it started as a as most homes, a lot of homeschool programs do as a result of the needs of our two oldest boys we had mm-hmm. one that was interested in theater mm-hmm. we had one that was interested in film and at the time we were living in Atlanta and I looked around the city and I saw um, a lot of really great instructional programs but I wasn't always comfortable Um, necessarily with the worldview or the environment Mm -hmm. that we were Mm going to end up putting them in for them to get that instruction. And then on the other end of the spectrum, I looked at some more um, Christian-based programs, and I wasn't comfortable with the level of instruction or the level of excellence that I was seeing. And so we were kind of in a dilemma, not only for the boys but for some of their closest friends, And uh, a group of parents, a small group of parents came to me as well as my husband and my own kids and said, this is your background. Why don't you do something like this? And of course, I um, was ecstatic to do it, but I also know that I'm not uh, great with details. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I Mm -hmm. said, well, if somebody will step forward and help me with the details administratively, I'll think about it. And somebody did. And and we began to do research on a scope and sequence of instruction for a conservatory level program because mm-hmm. the kids we were dealing with at that time were high school level and they had had great uh, foundational instruction. So with the help of several different um, contacts we had at several different colleges, we developed a scope and sequence of classes where the students can come to us and they can actually, these are homeschool students that can actually come to us and major in one of five different areas during the Mm -hmm. high school years, visual Mm -hmm. arts, media arts, music, theater, or literary arts. Mm -hmm. And uh, they go through that scope in sequence, graduating with an incredible portfolio of of work and material, as well as putting on a a senior uh, show or presentation um, as part of like a capstone for Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Um, Then over the years, um, we had uh, younger siblings that wanted... Uh, inst- or whose parents realized the value of the arts. And we began teaching the arts from a historical standpoint for an exposure-level program. Mm-hmm. And so the Academy of Arts and History actually is a program that um, integrates history, literature, mu- music, theater, and art from one of four historical time periods each year. So they're mm-hmm. rotating through an ancient, medieval renaissance, cl- uh, Modern, early modern, and modern, mm-hmm. and uh, so everything that they do when they come that week in the history class, the literature, music, theater, and art is rotating around that particular time period. Okay. Okay. And integrated with that are the national art standards in each one of those areas.
1: And all um, right, Laurie, we have to go on a short break. Can sure. you come back just for a few minutes? All right.
0: do you handle toddlers teens and tirades when homeschooling that's what we're working on now it's vivian mcninney the sociable homeschooler and we'll be right back after these Shh. listen something is brewing the
2: beautiful business evolution is coming the way we do business is about to change for the better forever this is real business at its very best Where you matter and your business thrives. Every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome to The Quip with Miriam Nicole Huffman, a modern woman's guide to styling her faith, family, and finances. The online radio show dedicated to today's positive, purpose-driven woman who's ready to heal her heart, her head, and her household by realigning with what she values most. If your highest values are faith, family, finances, and freedom, you're in the right place. Host Miriam Nicole Huffman is a woman on a mission. Her mess-to-success journey has taken her from life as an upper-middle-class stay-at-home mom to a broke single mom to living a life of joy and wholeness. As she builds a thriving business while raising her healthy, happy family. Every week on The Quit, Miriam Nicole shares her love, life, legal and lifestyle success secrets. Whether it's wisdom you're seeking, inspiration and motivation from someone who's hit rock bottom and risen to success, or you want to know how to fully align your faith, family and finances to create more freedom for yourself, you're in excellent hands with Miriam Nicole. Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player to the right or check our recent guests in the blog below a question for Miriam Nicole? Want to be a guest on her show? Email us at quip at miriamnicolehuffman.com. And join us every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network.
0: Back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian Mcnenny, The show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Neck. And now back to your host, Vivian Mcnenny. Now, Laurie,
1: we've just got a few more minutes left, and um, you were talking about the um, history history the historical and the literary what was it the arts and history yes, um, yeah academy well, that, you were, we're do- that you were
3: basically doing. we're teaching the arts and mm-hmm. history and literature in an integrated format mm-hmm. um, each year with the national art standards as a backbone and uh that backbone is then fleshed out in the historical concepts of that time period
1: mm-hmm. and where do you do this what 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 building do you use to do this? We usually rent space
3: from uh, a local church mm-hmm. um, uh, we also have also used uh, for various uh, productions local theaters, and uh, local performance venues as well
1: mm-hmm. and uh, um,
3: we right that... currently we right now we have um Several different campuses, and it um, all of a sudden has really picked up. I guess the word has gotten out, and we have several new campuses um, opening in the fall of two thousand fifteen as well. So,
1: so how you start? How do you staff staff your campuses?
3: Normally, you've got uh, we are contacted by a, a, a homeschool mom or okay. uh, that has either. A, a child that's interested in the arts and they're needing some direction on what to do, and they contact us through our website at uh, which is a new way And um, we then uh, meet with them on the phone and, and start a process sending them some information. And uh, we have a complete curriculum for them to be able to use. So basically we're just needing a contact person, somebody that kind of heads up that
1: local area. Okay. And then, um, you can, you provide them with the curriculum and then they go from there providing the classes themselves and the teachers and all the yes, staff. We have
3: and- a stru- you know, we have a curriculum, we have a structure, we have, um, some administrative help for them and we have uh, both their director and staff training for them so that it's kind of, um, kind of like a program in a box as long as Mm -hmm. the person is right and Mm -hmm. and the timing is right
1: so anyone could do this anywhere. that was going to be one of my questions it's not just restricted to where you are somebody in texas could do it or in california could do it or
3: exactly we've had actually uh we have um schools in right now we have schools in south carolina georgia and virginia and colorado Mm -hmm. and texas uh, okay. with some others coming on uh the following fall. So um okay. uh, so the no, it's, takes... it's not uh I learned a long time ago not to build a, a program on any one person, but you build it on a on a philosophy. Yeah. And so that's yeah. that's how this is built.
1: And it lasts it's a year a one year program?
3: It um it it uh yes, it lasts throughout the school year. We meet uh twenty eight weeks during out uh, during the school year mm-hmm. and uh um, we go for the academy, we're rotating through a different time period each year. And for the conservatory, that's a, a four-year cycle of scope and sequence. Yeah, yeah.
1: And the the conservatory, well, the visual arts and performing arts uh, have a performance at the end of each semester or at the end of every year. How do you do that?
3: Well, we uh, for the conservatory program, they... Um, Depending on what they're majoring in, there there are art shows, there are productions. We've done productions like uh, Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. um, you know, typical uh, Shakespearean plays. We've partnered with the Georgia Shakespeare Company with the schools in um, oh. Georgia Shakespeare Festival. So mm-hmm. um, we, we do real theater, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, real mm-hmm. art, real music with mm-hmm. uh, performances that wow. uh, reflect that. All
1: right. Um, All right. Well, I'm so sorry that we've come to the end of our time. I was having so much fun talking to you about the creativity and um, we didn't have a lot of time to talk in depth about the academy. But I encourage all of you to go over onto Laurie's website. I know when I first looked at it, I went, oh, I wish I was still homeschooling. This just (laughs) sounds so great. So it's a very peaceful, um, non-intimidating website. You know, it's it. to me, it was just very, very calm and very, very. I could do this. So good. go over that's there, good. and that's what dot Academies.com is where I was. But you're saying a new way of educating.com is another yes, one? Yes,
3: if they're interested in bringing a campus to their area, okay. uh, one of the easiest ways to, do, to find that out is a new way of educating.com. Okay. To find out more in depth about the programs itself, they can definitely go to artiosacademies.com. that's a-r-t-i-o-s academies.com okay
1: okay and I've got that one linked on both my Tokinet page and my sociable homeschooler page Wonderful. but I will definitely go in and do um link um a new way educating.com so right. I've been chatting to Lori Lane about performing arts and how important it is for all of us and parents alike to find a place for it in our lives and in our curriculum and actually we found out it's not just performing arts it's all kinds of creativity we pulled creativity a little bit apart to have a look and see what that really meant in light of god the great creator and our lives as christians we talked about um creativity and talent and um laurie enjoys horseback riding skiing and hiking which i also love except i don't do the horseback riding but um, (laughs) i like walking i walk my dogs and i do a lot of walking and um She develops courses, designs curriculum, speaks and writes for various websites and publications, um, and is also homeschooling her youngest son, Jared. and you live in Colorado. And um, well, just to find out more about Laurie, just go to her website and find out more. And if you're inclined, oh, I'd love to see people take up that. Um, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful program that you've started there, Laurie. And thank you so much for taking time this afternoon to talk to me.
3: Well, thank you for having me, and I look forward to chatting again sometime.
1: All right. That would be wonderful. You have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye. When I, as I said, when I popped onto Laurie's site, I made myself a note that it made me nostalgic for homeschooling. I wish there had been something like that out there when I was doing it, though we did find community theatre and that worked well for us. It really is. Her website's a lovely place to browse and it brings back these happy memories of my time in the basement with my four very creative children. Last week, I shared some really good advice with you that I had received as a home, new homeschooling mum. Don't ever do what you don't enjoy doing yourself with your children. I never did like playing dress-up or make-believe, although I love theatre. You go figure that one out. And I'm not gung-ho about experiments for science or making films either. I either enticed other homeschoolers to help me, or I encouraged the children to work out their likes and passions for themselves, and then practice their skills on each other, which they did. We have many a home movie of flying superheroes, flinging themselves from trees, with dad waiting bated breath beneath... I was a happy spectator and an enthusiastic cheerleader offering loud applause and wheelbarrows of support. And I took this wonderful advice about only doing what I enjoyed without permission, and I found it to be invaluable during my years as a wife, mother, and a homeschooler. And what about things my girls wanted to do but I disliked? There weren't very many of those. But when we came across something like swimming or dress up, as I've mentioned, I found mothers and teachers who loved What I didn't, and we either exchanged skills or I just forked over the money. Sometimes the children, the girls, wanted to do something that included other children. Hmm. And when it also came with an academic subject, I was, well, I was game for that. And I signed them up for the science co-op that their brothers had enjoyed, and they loved it. When I would pick them up from the church where the co-op was just down the road... Um, as with all school-age children, the only thing I heard about in the car had to do with the other students in the class, not what they had learned about in science at all. You should have seen Alex's hair, Mum. It was all in his eyes, and the teacher, Miss Barrett, kept having to tell him to pin it back which he wouldn't, of course. Then Paris would say, oh, and did you see Rob? He was sitting over there in the corner reading his comic the whole time, and they proceeded to tell me about this highly unsociable boy who showed up in body only. Probably because his mum makes him, they said, and giggled. They also talked about the other girls whom they sat next to and how unfair it was to have to move around the class each week and not be allowed to always sit in the same spot next to the same friends. I could see the prudence of this strategy being exercised by their teacher. As the students get to know one another, so the noise level and inattentiveness would rise and changing seats every week would help avoid that until they grew comfortable with the whole class. My daughters just didn't see the point. I had to sit in the back today next to Leslie who knows all the answers and Rob who reads his comic under his desk. It was boring. So I say well why? Why was it boring? They wouldn't talk about anyone in the class or they would would giggle if someone made a mistake and I'm so glad that for the rest of the week the children were home with me. Not that I minded the social aspect of the excursion, but I could see that they were paying very close attention to the lessons in disrespect they were learning. I had to nip it in the bud straight away. And our school day was officially declared over when the first of our three pairs of eyelids began to droop. Then we'd give in to the sleep and rediscover the energizing pleasure of the afternoon nap. Another great learning moment in our togetherness. And talking about naps wonder if it's time for my nap yet i'm now ahead of you here in florida where did the time fly i'm going to catch up this weekend with some work on my social media always boring but necessary and i'm sure i'll be offering my own personal brand of one-to-ones with the new macbook pro uh, owner i'm going to relax in the kitchen and take advantage of the mixer i love it gotta have one perhaps we'll buy one online tomorrow really tell me again why i never had one while the children were growing up thank you for listening to the sociable homeschooler I'm your host, Vivian McNinney. I'll be back same time, same place next Friday. Without further ado, I'll say thanks to my handsome husband who believes in love at first sight our four children who are the result of that belief the hard working staff at Togynet Radio my producer Sabrina thank you my guest this week Laurie Lane and you my faithful listeners especially Hannah, Joel, Anne Rosemary, Kathleen Esme Millicent, Margaret Jacob, Walter Jane, Olivia Tina and oodles of others who are part of my growing audience stay tuned all the time and catch lots of great shows to help you through your day take care and be be safe. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord show you his kindness and have mercy on you. May the Lord watch over you and give you peace. Number 6, 24 to 26. Doop, 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 doop. Do, 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 do. And I found a new prayer to end with that I forgot to put on there this week. So maybe next week I will treat you to a brand new prayer. You have a great weekend. Be safe. See you next week. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney on